Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Robert Evans here, and welcome to It Could Happen Here, a podcast about how things are falling apart and how to maybe put them back together. Obviously, the biggest story probably in the world right now is the ongoing invasion of Ukraine, and a major corollary of that story is how dramatically things in Russia have taken a turn for the totalitarian. Um, The country has become increasingly isolated from most of the global community. This is due to a mix of sanctions. Uh, to a lot of businesses pulling out just because of the social consequences of not doing so, uh, and of policies that have been put down by Putin's government in order to crack down on dissent and further remove Russia from any kind of contact with the West. Um, As a result, it's kind of difficult to get in touch with people who are resisting Putin's government from within Russia. Um, Anarchist activists in particular um, are not easy people to reach. However, we did recently sit down 
with one of these individuals and talk to them. So this episode will both be an interview with that person and a bit of history about the anarchist movements within Russia. Russia has actually a very long history of anarchist organizing. Two of the men generally considered foundational thinkers in anarchist political theory, Mikhail Bakunin and Peter Kropotkin, were both born in Russia. Both lived and agitated under the czars. Bakunin was an advocate and a major theorist of political terrorism. He fled the country, was returned, and ultimately spent like 10 years in prison there. Kropotkin was the author of a seminal anarcho-communist text titled The Conquest of Bread, and he was only able to return to Russia after the 1917 revolution. He died there in 1921. It's also worth noting that Peter Kropotkin is canonically the ancestor to Tommy Pickles of the Rugrats, but that's something you can look up on your own. Now, while some of the most influential anarchists in history were Russian and anarchist organizing was a potent part of pre-1917 Russian political history, the success of the Bolsheviks after 1917 led to the movement's near annihilation. Um, Emma Goldman was yet another major anarchist activist and thinker who was born and educated in Russia. She immigrated to the United States in 1885, where she promptly helped try to assassinate a steel magnate in revenge for his brutality against striking workers. Goldman grew to prominence as a labor activist and women's rights activist in the last decade of the 1800s. In 1901, her work helped inspire Leon Cholgosh to assassinate President William McKinley. While Emma Goldman had no direct connection to Cholgosh, she defended his actions by saying, As an anarchist, I am opposed to violence, but if the people want to do away with assassins, they must do away with the conditions which produce murderers. There's much more to say about Emma Goldman, but for our purposes, what matters is that she was arrested for opposing the draft in World War I and eventually deported back to Russia right after the revolution. Goldman was initially psyched that the czars had been deposed, but quickly became disillusioned by the violence of the forming totalitarian Soviet state. She considered this a betrayal of the revolution and wrote a series of articles for the New York World that have gone down as one of the first exposés of conditions in the Soviet Union. Goldman's work was criticized by many left-wing intellectuals outside of Russia, but she was correct about political repression in the new Bolshevik workers' paradise. Matters did not improve for anarchists in the first 20 years of the new regime. In 1937, in his History of Anarchism in Russia, E. Yaroslansky wrote, in the Union of Socialist Soviet Republics at the present time, the anarchists no longer enjoy any influence over the masses. They are met with only as isolated individualists. The fall of the Soviet Union, the coming of democracy, and the slow rise to power of Vladimir Putin did not enormously alter the state of affairs. Russian anarchists still exercise relatively little influence over the masses. Most of them struggle towards autonomy as isolated individuals. In March of 2022, in the third week of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, I sat down with one of these people. We'd been chatting online through Reddit for a couple of weeks, and the process of setting up a proper audio interview was difficult, to say the least. Repression of all political dissent under Putin is extreme. More than 13,000 people were arrested at anti-war protests in the first two weeks of the war. So you will understand why our source was paranoid about his identity. I had to download a secure app I'd never even heard of before, and he only agreed to speak with me while using a voice-changing application to further disguise his identity. Due to the difficulties this created, I will be paraphrasing him and quoting his words myself at a couple of points here in order to make listening to this a more comfortable experience, but here he is. Okay, uh, I mean, kind of in politics for what, uh, 10 years, 
So just to make it clear, he's saying that he's been involved in anarchist organizing for more than a decade, since around 2011. The initial cell he organized with was affiliated with an umbrella organization called Autonomous Action. We'll talk about them more in a minute, but it's important you understand that his cell, at about 50 people strong, was considered quite large for Russia. Uh, yep, uh, except for yeah. in Moscow, in St. Petersburg, uh, there were uh, several groups, I guess, uh, in uh, protests, in meetings, etc., like pickets, whatever. Uh, there were like 400 or something like that, marching over, but of course, in the larger cities, uh, there were more groups, uh, more people there, uh, but for provincial town, province town, uh, I was from. Even in 2011, organizing as an anarchist was rather risky. As a result, our source actually started his career in activism on his own, as a single protester. He would stand out in public places, sometimes during other protests, sometimes on his own, holding a sign that said in Russian, Peace to the World. Now, I'm reading you the English translation of what he put down, the, the literal Russian words that he had on his sign were a reference to a famous Soviet slogan, officially adopted in 1951. The phrase actually has a much older origin in the country, which begins under the Orthodox Church and grew more popular among revolutionaries after the February Revolution. The first leftist to use peace to the world as a slogan uh, in Russia may have actually been A.F. Kerensky, who headed the brief democratic government that ran things after the Tsar stepped down. In our source's case, his sign was an act of protest against a number of things, including the recent Russian invasion of Georgia and Russian military operations in Syria. I was kind of a silly kid and I was just, you know, preaching for, uh, I'm protesting for the good against all the evil stuff, all that stuff. Uh, it was lots, lots of enthusiasm and almost nothing in effectiveness or organization or whatever, uh, but somehow we managed to do it for not entire winter uh, in the main square, but for a couple of weeks at least, uh, every day, if I remember correctly, and then they fall somehow, that's it. After he'd been seen doing this for a while, members of a local anarchist cell found this person and started asking them questions. Hey, who are you? What are you doing? What do you think of you know, this and that? He was not specific about the individual political questions they answered, and we probably don't need to get into that. They invited him eventually to a building where a number of them tended to gather and prepare for actions. In short order, they started organizing together. At the time our source started organizing as an anarchist, the most notorious recent action was the Kimki Forest Conflict. In brief, Kimki is a forest with a long history as a nature preserve. It's kind of outside of Moscow. It's so densely forested that in the 1600s and then in the early 1800s, when the Russians were resisting Napoleon, it was used by partisans and insurgents as a base of operations. When the Bolsheviks took over, it was preserved to act as a sort of open-air therapy center for tuberculosis patients. In the early 2000s, local city planners started to advocate for a toll road to be built through the middle of the forest. 
Their argument was that a large amount of traffic passed through the Leningrad Highway, and that had caused huge amounts of air pollution in the city of Kimki. Since the forest was protected by national environmental codes, turning it into a road was a long political process. Activists protested, arguing that it would be an environmental disaster, which, spoilers, it was. Like anarchists in the United States in the period before the Green Scare, Russian anarchists carried out a series of occupation actions to try and protect the wildlands. So, from what I understand, uh, it was before I joined the uh, sales water. From what I understand, uh, it was threat, uh, the government uh, tried to let it out. It was illegal. Uh, ecologists were against it. Activists were against it. Uh, for a time being, uh, it was like a violent direction uh, with anti-fascists uh, really beating the shit out of everyone who was trying to get there to do their job, I guess. There was patrols and stuff, uh, but uh, in the end, it was uh, like the government's win anyway. In 2012, shortly after our source began participating in anarchist demonstrations, the government carried out a major crackdown against certain anarchist activists. They focused primarily on groups and individuals who were doing things like making Molotov cocktails and engaging in property destruction. Now, our source participated in food not bombs and other non-aggressive types of direct action, most of which involved handing out food and supplies to people or helping them to get resources. He did not disavow insurrectionary anarchists, the kind of people who threw bombs. But that wasn't the kind of thing he did, and he didn't have a lot of connections with those people because roughly a year after he started organizing as an anarchist, most of them, in his area at least, got cracked down on and either killed, forced out of the country, or arrested by the government. This crackdown on insurrectionary Russian anarchists led to an even more paranoid security culture among those who remained. Our source and his comrades mostly distributed food, but they also provided support for a large number of children whose families had abandoned them due to crushing poverty. Even though these things were not illegal, they had to maintain intense security culture to avoid being part of future crackdowns. Do you remember one of the leaders said, oh, please wear a mask, uh, don't talk to anyone, or oh, you don't know like, oh, about the structure of the organization and stuff, oh, but still like, communicate with people, but not, don't give all the information, don't give the information all that they need to know. One long-standing tradition among Russian anarchists was a sort of defensive isolation. People gave each other as little information as possible about their real identities. As a result, despite the fact that he has participated in multiple protests since the invasion of Ukraine, and people have been arrested at those protests, our source insists that he doesn't know if any of his comrades have been taken into custody. Now, some of this probably has to do with the fact that he's not organizing in a major city, um, but a lot of it probably has to do with the fact that he just doesn't particularly know any people by name. Polls, which are imperfect but cannot be entirely discounted, suggest that most Russian civilians support the war and their military. Even so, the scope and scale of the anti-war protests in Russia have beggared anything from recent memory. Our source says that this has actually helped to mitigate some of the despair you might expect Russian anarchists to feel, given the titanic increase in state repression. From what I know, from what I see in monitor, uh, people still to get to get to get home. At least uh, anarchists there. If if uh, maybe one year ago or uh, they were just like 
Oh, come on, we can do it. Oh, everything will just go again. LFSP will find us, whatever. No, oh, there is no despair. At least, I don't see it. Oh, there are lots of action, there are lots of preparation. From what I understand, oh, not only anarchists, but all other radical groups are gathering in Russia, in Moscow, in St. Petersburg. Uh, obviously, because uh, the most epicenter of everything will be there, not in you know, northern regions, I guess. Uh, and yeah, some, some even are throwing like motors uh, already in, in the streets. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. So, it's probably time that we talk about Autonomous Action, or AD, the revolutionary anarchist federation that our friend and his comrades are affiliated with. 
AD actually has members in Russia, Belarus, and Ukraine. It was founded in 2002 and briefly had affiliates in Armenia before they disbanded in 2005. That's a story in and of itself. AD advocates direct action in order to, quote, create a tradition and basis for a new humanist culture, social self-organization, and radical resistance against militarism, capitalism, sexism, and fascism. They consider the existing government of Russia as entirely illegitimate. They refuse to take part in Russian electoral politics, seeing even left-wing opposition parties as essentially controlled by Putin and only existing to provide a sham vision of choice. AD activists call themselves the autonomy and see their calling as twofold to exist as autonomous, free individuals within an unfree system and to spread revolutionary sentiment and weaken the state. Much has been said in the West of Alexei Navalny, a Russian opposition politician who, whatever else you might say about him, is certainly not controlled opposition. He has survived an assassination attempt by the Putin regime and is currently incarcerated after leaving his exile in the West to return to Russia and fight the sham case against him in court. No one can doubt that Navalny possesses significant physical courage, and it seems fair to say the man believes in what he says. AD activists, from what I have seen, do not fault him in his willingness to suffer for his beliefs, but they believe that he is, at the very least, deeply misguided. Navalny, they say, holds to a fundamentally errant belief that Russia could ever be a parliamentary democracy in the Western tradition. Their argument is that corruption investigations and electoralism are useless in Russia, and always have been. And from a historical standpoint, it is difficult to argue with these claims. Autonomous action members do not support the Ukrainian state, and I have read articles from them where they describe the conflict in the Donbass, which simmered for eight years before exploding into the current conflagration, as two fascist paramilitary forces backed by two capitalist governments. However, they have been consistent for years that the proper stance of Russian anarchists is to support the Ukrainian people against aggression from the Russian state. Before Putin commenced his broader invasion in February of this year, Autonomous Action published an article with the title, Why We Should Support Ukraine. Quote, Putin is not just the gendarme of Europe, but the gendarme of the whole world, from Syria to Myanmar. Whenever a dictator tortures and kills thousands of his old people, Putin is there to support him. There are no elections in Russia anymore. Even the most moderate attempts to change something results in criminal cases and persecutions. I do not believe that the result of this, yet another round of threatening declarations and building up pressure, is a full-scale war. But as the conflict is not disappearing, a full-scale war may start after five to ten years, even as a result of a cycle of escalation, even if no one really wants it. And in case of a full-scale war, we should be on the Ukrainian side. As Malatesta said, for me, there is no doubt that the worst of democracies is always preferable, if only from the educational point of view, than the best of dictatorships. Neutrality in a war between Ukraine and Russia would mean neutrality in an invasion of a democracy by a dictatorship. Now, our source concurs with the extant evidence that Russian citizens still broadly support the war, as I stated earlier. Least from what I see and hear from people, like even my ex-colleagues are supporting people, reporting like, uh, come on, you, do you think uh, is that NATO attacking Russia with uh, bio, biological weapons better than that, something like that? So, yeah, people still believe in propaganda. 
He was certain to acknowledge that there's still a great deal of propaganda, largely pro-NATO propaganda, on the anti-war side of things. Given the information situation within his country, he admitted that he'd had difficulty parsing some things out. While acknowledging that his side also lacked perfect information, he felt that their stance against the war was safe because, in the end, it opposed bloodletting. Both can claim or each other being weak under some kind of propaganda or in the Western Kremlin or whatever. Or if, even if you're under some kind of propaganda, even Western, it's basically a case as well. Or you still have this more morality on your side because you don't want to, people to die. He did admit that a number of people in his life, family and close friends, knew about his political sympathies, and he claims that the outbreak of war and the massive totalitarian swing Putin has taken over the last month have caused some of these people to be more open to his beliefs. So I'm kind of open, but I just don't open my mouth. When I don't know people that much, but all my friends... Do you know what, I'm, what kind of stuff I'm into? Or after the war has started, or they just uh, came to me either personally or in online. Hey, you've been preparing for this uh, like for years. You've been telling us all this uh, for years. I thought you were paranoid, and now I understand you're right. What do we, what do, we do? <laughs> so no, uh, I, do, uh, I do have people knowing about me, about my views, and uh, all they see in the picture. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. At the moment, the political situation within Russia is tremendously uncertain. All manner of dubious sources have claimed that a palace coup is in the offing or has been attempted. Some have even spoken of the possibility of a revolution or at least a massive protest campaign that forces Putin from office. Our source did not consider that likely. In the unlikely event the government collapsed entirely, he was not particularly optimistic about what might result. Well, imagine the centralized government uh, has fallen. And there is no big leader who will conquer the whole appears. They just will go like, uh, well, again, it's probably will go just feudalism or warlordism in the regions. And whoever has the power and warlords and whatever will basically go into the places. Well, it's aside from the player book also, He mentioned to me that a number of his loved ones had come forward recently to ask what they ought to do. I asked how he responded to that question. Right now, we try to organize and help each other because uh, there is a a chance our currency will cost nothing and we'll just need to survive. Uh, And that's the first thing. Like... uh, so, so formalization and uh, interactions are more valuable than any currency right now for a while. I see it like that, that way. Uh, second thing is that we need to start training or start, uh, I guess there is, there is a term in, in uh, English, education uh, theory, like dull power, when you have all the infrastructure. He particularly mentioned the revolutionary importance of finding some way to either smuggle or produce medical supplies and medications. He knows one person who already had to flee the country because his wife could no longer get the medicine she needed. He mentioned the sanctions levied against Russia as a major issue for regular working people. But when I asked what he felt Western countries could do in this conflict, he was actually quite focused on something else entirely. He believes the United States has access to high-quality satellite images of what happened in the immediate lead-up to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Putin's government justified much of their invasion on so-called attacks from the Ukrainian government that they claim had escalated against the separatist regions. Our source believes his government is lying about this. So you do know uh, where, where's home? Uh, 
quick, quick, not hostile, because uh, you're weak in the uh, first world war, or it was stolen by many states, uh, it was stopped, but it didn't. Uh, so here's the same thing, uh, yeah. we need to cover the crimes that have been going for both sides. I don't believe that uh, Ukrainian powers are being, uh, with, let's say, less military power uh, compared to Russia or not doing some shady stuff. Uh, yeah. So we do need those things covered and published and released. Maybe not as soon as possible because it's still going on, but at least it will help people to since the invasion, it has gotten notably harder, but not impossibly hard, for Russian citizens to get information about the conflict that does not come from the Kremlin. Our source explained how he does it, a combination of using VPNs and understanding the nature of authoritarian propaganda. In short, even when the government is lying to you, you can get an idea of what the truth is by understanding what they want you to believe. Yes, I do have VPN, like... Tor and stuff, also the multiple sources from all the sites, the US side, or, you know, South, South Korea side, Russia side, Ukraine side, uh, some independent stuff as well. Uh, I don't really uh, believe any official uh, let's say, posts messages because they're at the very best they say what's going to what's they're trying to get into uh, but uh, if you have enough let's see okay let's put it this way uh, when uh, Russian uh, Ministry of Foreign Affairs is selling uh, us they're working on a peaceful solution and uh, at the same time, uh, we hear uh, that Syrians, uh, Syrian uh, mercenaries are going to the Korean War. Uh, it, for, for me, it means one thing. They want to postpone uh, the fighting uh, to get some time. So, from official sources, so there is still some information if you know how to proceed. He felt that one way U.S. activists could be helpful to Russian activists was by continuing to document and study the different munitions and tactics used by police in cracking down on demonstrations. He noticed that Russian police used similar and sometimes even the same weapons to the ones that the U.S. police used on crowds in the 2020 protests. He believes the documentation done to study these weapons is helpful to people all around the world. He expressed some frustration at friends and colleagues of his who, after years of failing to truly grapple with the degree to which Putin had centralized power, were now fleeing Russia to avoid living under an increasingly totalitarian state. As one of my colleagues who were uh, going to, I guess, Romania or Turkey, whatever, uh, he was uh, trying to support me, like, uh, whoa, it's so weird, this stuff is going on, this political. Well, yes, if you're not into politics, that's something new for you. I'm not uh, trying to blame him uh, for not being into politics, but uh, 
it's hold speed. And that's why uh, we were against that before yeah. like against the government. He has decided to stay and to resist. While he has admitted to now studying martial arts and military tactics, he did not have high hopes for any kind of confrontation with the Russian state. And as a generally peaceable person, he has decided that he will continue to resist in the way that makes the most sense to him, by helping people and providing them with things that they will increasingly need as the economic situation in Russia degrades further. For me, helping people was kind of a life sense of life. Yeah. Uh, I've been struggling with that for at least six years. I wouldn't say depression, but uh, it was having me. But then I understood that uh, one simple thing about anarchists and why should I call myself a new. Okay, if I call myself an anarchist, then I should make uh, one simple thing. I need to believe in people. If I don't believe in people, uh, what are we talking about then? It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. 
For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.